No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Third Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, Moses continues to warn Israel that if they stubbornly disobey God, then horrendous events will result, and they will be scattered into every nation where they will find no rest. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 28 on Simply the Bible. Patience is a virtue, or so it has been said. I have found that patience is forged in the fire of suffering. Perhaps you've been through a lecture in school that produced mental anguish in you. But often, this is the only way to learn. Listening to all the curses that would come upon Israel if they disobeyed God is a form of mental anguish. Yet, if we will listen carefully, we may learn something most valuable that could spare us much pain. From the east bank of the Jordan River, Moses continued telling the children of Israel the horrors they could expect if they stubbornly refused to obey the Lord. These were hypothetical curses if they turned away from God. But sadly, Moses' words weren't only a warning, they were prophetic. For Israel would turn away from God and suffer these horrendous curses. We continue in Deuteronomy 28, verse 47. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything, therefore you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. If you've had children, then you know that they can do their chores with a good or bad attitude. If you ask them to help you with the dishes and they are slamming pots around, it robs you of the joy of working together. Likewise, God does not want any begrudging service. He wants us to joyfully serve him in those things that he's called us to do. God would abundantly bless his people, giving them far more than they deserved. What he wanted in return was that they would joyfully serve him with thankful hearts. But if they were unwilling to do that, then God would give them over to serve their enemies who would mistreat and abuse them. God had fed and clothed them and provided water in the desert for 40 years. His commandments were not burdensome. But when Israel served her enemies, they would be hungry, thirsty, naked, and forced to bear a yoke of iron. Many believe that the reference to a yoke of iron was in fact fulfilled when Israel was conquered and oppressed by the Romans. Verse 49, The Lord will bring a nation against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose language you will not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which does not respect the elderly nor show favor to the young. And they shall eat the increase of your livestock and the produce of your land until you are destroyed. They shall not leave you grain or new wine or oil or the increase of your cattle or the offspring of your flocks until they have destroyed you. Again, this seems to describe Rome's invasion into the land of Israel coming from the end of the earth with a fierce countenance. 
Rome was renowned for its cruelty. Under Roman occupation, the livestock and produce of Israel was heavily taxed and even taken by the Romans. They shall besiege you at all your gates until your high and fortified walls in which you trust come down throughout all your land. And they shall besiege you at all your gates throughout all your land which the Lord your God has given you. You shall eat the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and your daughters, whom the Lord your God has given you in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemies shall distress you. The sensitive and very refined man among you will be hostile toward his brother, toward the wife of his bosom, and toward the rest of his children whom he leaves behind, so that he will not give any of them the flesh of his children whom he will eat, because he has nothing left in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemies shall distress you at all your gates. The tender and delicate woman among you, who would not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground because of her delicateness and sensitivity, will refuse to the husband of her bosom and to her son and her daughter, her placenta, which comes out from beneath her feet and her children whom she bears. For she will eat them secretly for lack of everything in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemies shall distress you at all your gates. It is difficult to imagine a more horrendous curse than cannibalism. Yet this is what God said would happen to them because of the starvation that would occur when their enemies besieged their cities. We know that this did happen in the northern kingdom of Israel when Samaria was besieged by Syria. We read of this in 2 Kings chapter 6. As the king was walking on the wall, a woman cried out to him saying, Help me, Lord, O king. Then the king said to her, What is troubling you? And she answered, This woman said to me, Give your son that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said to her on the next day, Give your son that we may eat him. But she has hidden her son. Upon hearing this, the king ripped his clothes and went searching for the prophet Elisha, whom he blamed for the siege. This was not the only time such unspeakable horrors occurred. In the 4th century AD, the church historian Eusebius wrote about the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, describing the terrible famine that occurred under the Roman siege. He describes women snatching the food from the mouths of their husbands and children and babes. He tells of one incident where a certain wealthy and refined woman killed her own son and ate him because of the famine in Jerusalem. The historian Josephus tells us that over a million people died within the city. Now in Luke's gospel, on the day Jesus made his triumphal entry, as he drew near to Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. 
Jesus saw the great atrocities that would occur and wept over his people. Verse 58. If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, and serious and prolonged sicknesses. Moreover, he will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in this book of the law will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. In Deuteronomy 7.25, God told them that if they would keep his commandments, then he would not afflict them with any of the diseases of Egypt. But here he tells them that if they disobeyed him, he would bring back on them all the diseases of Egypt and every sickness and plague that was not written in the law and that they did not know. Verse 62, you shall be left few in number, whereas you were as the stars of heaven in multitude because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, God promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that their descendants would be as innumerable as the stars of heaven, but God would decimate their numbers because of their disobedience. And it shall be that just as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and bring you to nothing, and you shall be plucked from off the land which you go to possess." I think this is probably the most tragic thing that Moses could say of all the curses. God would rejoice over them to destroy them and bring them to nothing. He would delight in judgment rather than in mercy until they were plucked up out of the land of their possession. How could this be? I think that if you have been the victim of a heinous crime, then you can understand the heart cry for justice. The idolatrous practices of the Canaanites were so vile that they would sacrifice their own children to their gods, and Israel would worship these Canaanite deities in the same way. When God takes up the cause of the innocent, then watch out, because he will come with fiery wrath to execute justice. He will avenge the blood of his people. Verse 64. Then the Lord will scatter you among all peoples from one end of the earth to the other. And there you shall serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, wood and stone. And among those nations, you shall find no rest, nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place. But there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes and anguish of soul. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear day and night and have no assurance of life. In the morning you shall say, oh, that it were evening. And in the evening you shall say, oh, that it were morning. Because of the fear which terrifies your heart and because of the sight which your eyes see. As they had given God no rest through their defiant disregard of his covenant, so they would have no rest in the land of their captivity. They would suffer the anguish that they had put upon the Lord. They would live in constant dread of their lives being consumed at any moment. Every day and night would be filled with anxiety, fear, and pain, not the least of which would be the feelings of remorse over all that they had lost 
because of their rebellion against God. This would be to them a living hell. And the Lord will take you back to Egypt in ships by the way of which I said to you, you shall never see it again. And there you shall be offered for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. God would finally bring it full circle by shipping them back to Egypt from which he had initially delivered them. The bottom line is that no one who rebels against God will win. Satan was the original rebel, and he will be tormented in the lake of fire forever and ever. Likewise, those who rebel against God and his commandments can only expect his fiery wrath if they do not repent. As horrendous as these curses are that came upon Israel, they pale in comparison to the judgment that awaits those who reject the offer of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. We ought always to remember that the same God who promised these curses and fulfilled them historically has also promised to cast into outer darkness those who will not submit to his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus said that in that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth forever and ever. My friend, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today to repent of your sins and trust in Jesus Christ, do not hard in your heart. Do not miss the day of your visitation. Rather, choose life. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where Moses renews the covenant with the children of Israel prior to them crossing the Jordan River to inherit the promised land. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.